All right. Um, I want to give a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, man. We straight up recorded this episode without the mics plugged in. Dang. You want to talk about some college educated individuals. <laughs> you got them. You got them. Because here we are. Somehow we sat and we recorded this thing and the quality is not quite huddle certified. Yeah. But you've seen what we can do. So right. have, a, have a little grace. Have some grace. But uh, before you listen to this episode, um, I just wanted to let you know that your radio is not tripping. You might have to turn this up a little bit louder than normal because we sat here and legit recorded the episode without the mics plugged into the computer. They were plugged into the mixer. We had the headphones. We sounded good. And then in the editing process, realized we didn't plug it into the computer. But uh, hey, that's what God's grace is for. Literally. So Abe, needless to say, (laughs) (laughs) your job is secure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Go ahead. Enjoy this episode. to the huddle it's the huddle and we are here and alive and that's a blessing man a new, a new day a new day what's going on austin how's everything going man uh i'm here we're actually y'all don't know because it's going to come out at the same time but we're recording a little bit earlier in the day so i'm still a little bit sleepy but um but i'm here and i'm thankful and i'm just uh i'm trying to find the joy of the lord and um, I'm really trying to rest in that. But um, other than that, you know, I'm good. I, I will say I'm good. I'm not going to say I'm great, but I'm good. Um, could be worse. That's true. It's nice to be good, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, recently, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his whole family tested positive for COVID. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, posted a video and said uh, that, they all tested positive for COVID, and um, and so people were saying, you know, just pray for uh, the Rock's family and stuff like that. Um, so you know, I I woke up not feeling the best, but I am feeling better than if I had COVID. So for that, I am thankful. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, this thing does not care about your status or money or anything. No, I mean, he, even his little baby girls have it, and they are. Pretty small, I believe under ten. Yeah, one. didn't they just have a new kid? Like one, like not even one yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I don't know. I think they just had a baby. Yeah, recently. Yeah, that's um, crazy. It's wild, but yeah, they both had it. I mean, their whole family, which is wild. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to be thankful for sure. Yeah, uh, because it's a uh, oof. It, it, it's a lot. Um, we we send our condolences out to Chadwick Boseman's family. Yes. Um, yeah. That that was announced shortly after uh, we recorded last week. Mm-hmm. So um, that you know is a shocker. 
among many other losses that we've had. But um, he's definitely somebody who has contributed um, excellence to the um, arts and to, to movies and, and just to Hollywood. And, you know, obviously I didn't know him personally, but just from reading the post, he seemed like a very genuine dude. Yeah. On and off set. So I'm um, certainly praying for him and his family and his friends who are suffering the loss. Um, uh, this season is just really, it's a lot. It's yeah. taking a toll on every one of us. Everybody. I haven't seen one person that's just sitting pretty. If they are, they're probably lying. They are. <laughs> they're lying. It's not true. But yeah, it, it is a very, very difficult season. Um, and I will say, you know, Chadwick Boseman was a hero of mine, mm-hmm. um, a real life superhero. He he definitely gave me um, a picture of pride and just being a, a black man in America. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Black Panther was a superhero, but it was so much more to me. Mm-hmm. So his loss, I, I definitely felt that. But, um, yeah. We have to carry the legacy on. You know, continue to carry that that uh, that image of excellence in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And whatever arena that looks like, you know, we don't have to be movie stars or, you know, all of us won't have um, the eyes of the public on us in a way that he did. But in whatever arena we are serving, uh, definitely keeping the excellence alive and um, being all that we can be where we can be. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's 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 very important. Let's see. Any other any other news that that I'm missing? I'm trying to think. I think we got every like all the major. Yeah, I think that's news. it. Um, I know the election is coming around the corner. Oh my god! But we ain't gonna talk about that. I pray that I just, <laughs> I'm literally gonna take sleeping pills to go to sleep like I did last time and just wake up and see what happened. Yeah, all I'm saying is y'all stay prayed up, man. Yes, and vote. Pray like pray, vote, and then pray some more. Don't just be praying and not voting. Vote, exercise your right that people died for, and then pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. But don't do both. Ooh, that's a whole word in itself. Mm-hmm. You know who said that, ironically? 50 Cent. He did? Did he say that? <laughs> he said it to Oprah one time. Uh, I just thought that that was just a thing. I didn't, I didn't know 50 was out here praying like that. But amen. Bless I mean, the Lord. Yeah. I hope he's actually praying like that. I hope so. I mean, you've got to be if you say something like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's probably not. I don't know. Who am I to judge? No one. Yeah. But the statement holds true. It does. If you're going to pray, then don't worry. If you're going to worry, then don't pray. But choose one. Choose one. They don't work together. Yeah. It's like oil and water. Not a, not a good mix. But, um, yeah. I guess, is that a hear me out? I guess so. That, that's a hear me out. Let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. Um, just, just be thankful. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something I just really felt in my spirit. Like, as we're talking about all these things, I, I think we're all in this weird season a season of frustration, a season of uncertainty, even a season of disappointment. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm disappointed with a lot of with the way a lot of things have unfolded and things even in my own life that that haven't really um, come to fruition or you know just a change of plans and stuff. But 
as I was speaking, I mean, God just reminded me that it could always be worse. And I know that we don't like to say that or even hear that, but that statement also holds true. Um, I can't speak for anyone else, but right now in this moment, I have my health. I have yeah. my, my vision. I, I'm able to breathe correctly. I can hear pretty well. Um, still kind of deaf on some days, but right now <laughs> I can hear pretty well. Uh, so for those things, I am thankful. Um, I have a roof over my head. You know, I have food to eat and things like that. I'm sitting in an air-conditioned room, so, you know. Everybody on the huddle should praise God. If you already know what season one was like. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. It used to be hot, but but we talked about some, some hot topics. Hot too, so. as a destination. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. But, um, hey, let's just take a moment to, to just thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for yeah. all that you've done for us. Because we know this isn't the end it's like a maze mm-hmm. maze mazes are, are funny you you get to um you, you follow this direction right and then you hit a wall and and then you have to turn back around but that doesn't mean that that's the end of the maze that doesn't mean that that's where this thing ends you just have to change direction and go a different way and um and continue to follow the path until you find uh, yourself at the end of, of the maze. But um, but we all have those times where we get to a wall inside the maze and you realize that's as far as you can go. And um, <laughs> LA's laughing. <laughs> we're trying, can you tell what we're trying to say? We're, uh, anyways, well, yeah, you got to just change direction. And um, it doesn't mean that it's the end. It doesn't mean that you're done. It doesn't mean that... Um, all the work that you've done up to that point was meaningless. It just means there's there's another way, there's a better way, and um, gotta change direction. So having done all that you can do, we always hear stand. <laughs> what does that look like when you have gone as far as far as you can go? Um, you have prayed as much as you can pray. You have sown as much as you can sow. You have obeyed as much as you can obey. Uh, you've followed all of the instructions. There is a point where you have to. I want to say let go and say, okay, well, you know, I did what was asked of me and the rest is up to God. Sometimes I think people say the rest is up to God when they didn't do everything. Mm -hmm. But when you've done and you know that you know that you know that you did everything that God asked you to do and you are at this place where it's like, okay, God, well, what, what now? I think we did a topic called What Do I Do Now? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in there we were saying like the last thing that God said to do. Well, when you've done that, um, it's safe to say, okay, God, you got next. Mm. Yeah. It's it's challenging, man. It's, 
this life of faith is challenging. Um, but I think one thing we should all do as believers, I mean, it's ironic, we're called believers. So the one thing we should always do is, is be believing. Mm-hmm. Be believing God for something. Um, and I, I, I mean, I even got convicted because I, I felt that, bro. Yeah. Um, I felt that, you know, people always say, just stand and, and yada, yada, yada. We, we know the spiel. We know what people say. But you find yourself at this point where you're literally just, I mean, you're just there. This mm-hmm. is so new for everybody. Yeah. Sometimes you can be moving in faith while you're doing something. But what if you have nothing in your hands to do? So, um, but I, I listened to Pastor Torre last week and he was talking about meditation and he talked about taking control of, of, of your thought life. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing that he said that really hit home for me was when he talked about how, if we don't meditate, like we're always meditating on something. So he said, you could be meditating on the truth that God is going to do this thing. But after a while, he said, if doubt creeps in, then you start meditating on a maybe. Maybe God will do this thing. And then he said, if you start meditating on the maybe, then you'll start meditating on um, what if he doesn't. And so then that that's what takes control of your thought life. And eventually, you know, you'll start operating in, in everything that you do in the mindset of what if he doesn't do what he said he's going to do. And... Um, and I know that sounds even similar to just stand, but I think it's it's our duty, man, to, no matter how hard it gets, to continue to believe God for what he said, um, even if we die doing that. Even if our last breath is, I still believe that you're going to do what you said you're going to do, and we don't see it on the other side. We can truly say that we never lost faith. I always believed that you were going to do it. And um, and I think sometimes the frustration, at least for me, is I have an idea of how I think it's going to come to pass in my mind. And if I don't see things lining up in that or, or seem like they're heading in that direction, I start to get discouraged because in my head it seems like, well, if this isn't happening, then what you said probably isn't going to happen because what I saw in my head was this, this, and this happening, and then your promise. But maybe you might not do all that. Maybe you might skip my process that I had in my head of how I thought I was going to get there. Um, True. But I just know that I oftentimes get discouraged when um, what I see in my head isn't lining up with how I thought God was supposed to, or the things I'm seeing in real life aren't lining up to how I thought God was going to do it in my head, if that makes sense. Well, that's very true. I, I resonate with all of that. Um, yeah, that's true. It, it's, it's really, uh, you know, th- this process, uh, it's very, very hard. And it's, you have to have experienced it to this is this podcast topic is not for everybody. You have yeah. to have experienced 
or be currently experiencing where we're coming from to get this. Because you could hear this and think like, oh, they're just complaining or oh, they're just. But that's not the case. It's just. Um, there are just certain experiences that you that you have to have uh, to get to this place where you know that it's not on your own strength mm-hmm. that you can even go on. Like y'all ever had to pray to get out of bed? Mm. Like you ever have to pray not to go back to bed? Mm-hmm. Like it's a moment where that's what I'm saying. You get to where you have done literally everything that you can do and you are just standing there. But, um, when there's nothing left, that's when God says, okay, well, I'll step in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite analogies, um, Charles Stanley was talking about the yielding to the Holy Spirit and pretty much just like releasing control of, of your life. Um, he talked about a lifeguard mm-hmm. and the protocol that they take to you know, rescue somebody who's drowning. And I know a lot of us may feel right now like you're drowning, um, like you're coming to the end of all that you can do and you've been trying really, really hard to to save yourself from drowning. You know, whether that's drowning in bills, whether that's drowning in just the stresses of life or drowning in um, just the responsibilities that you have. I believe a lot of us reach that point where we're, we're flapping around in the water and we're just trying to stay afloat. We're treading water, we're treading water, and we've been treading water for, uh, for some time now, and now our muscles are starting to get sore and we're running out of energy. We're running out of strength, honestly, to continue to, to tread water. And we feel like, you know, our bodies are giving up on us and... We're getting to the point now where if you don't come in, if somebody doesn't save me now, I'm going to drown. And um, and I don't know if, it, if any of you guys ever have ever drowned before, but there's a point you almost get frustrated because you can't stay afloat. And you get angry. And the more you get angry, the more tense your body is. And so that just takes more energy from you. And... Um, and then it depletes, depl- uh, excuse me, uh, your energy depletes so much faster. And um, and then eventually you just run out of strength yeah. and you fall. And Charles Stanley gave that example and pretty much said that is when the lifeguards um, come and save me. It's a, it's, for them, it's for safety. But um, I think it's the same thing with with. God and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can feel like we're drowning, and if help arrives too soon, we damage the help, trying to save ourselves. Um, but sometimes we really have to get to the point where we literally start sinking underwater, and then allow the the lifeguard, the Holy Spirit, the life raft to come and lift us up. And um, and at that point, we don't have any energy but to let ourselves go. And let ourselves be rescued. So, give so much meaning to uh, Tamala Man's "Take Me to the King." Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot. 
truth is Man, what? Options off you. No, seriously, I'm trying to pray, but where are you? But you but I'm all churched out. And it's it's we know God is there. We know he's there. Um just sometimes it feels like he's not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's why I like the lifeguard analogy. Yeah, I do too, man. It's really helped me. And, you know when you find the answer to something, you just want to jump there. It's like, nah, I already know what the answer is supposed to be, so I'm uh, I'm trying to... My thing is, I'll try to fake surrender. Like, fake like my mind's oh my not coming yeah. up with other scenarios of how I'm going to save myself. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trusting you, Lord, while I low-key, I'm still treading water. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just like... I know I'm out. Um, But what if God wants us to tread water until we run out of strength? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder, at least in my own life, like what if, what if God is like, no, use, use all your strength so that you can see that you can't do it. Right. That's strength. Yeah. And, um, and now's the time where you wish you weren't strong. As strong, cause you like, hey man, I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still going. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you just gotta just gotta keep the faith. And when I say that, I don't mean like forget that, forget that it's hard, or or um, or pretend like you're not going. Some people are like move in faith and just pretend like nothing's going on. Right, like you <laughs> like, know you. That's not it. But like in the midst of the reality of your life continue to believe that even though you can't feel it you know that God is there even though you can't see it you know that God is there even if you don't um, even believe it all the way you know that God is there um, even in the presence of doubt even in the presence of, of unbelief there can still be belief um, the word even says there was a man in the Bible who said I believe, but help my unbelief, which shows us that even in the midst of unbelief, there can be belief. Just make sure that your belief triumphs over your unbelief. Always. Don't let the unbelief have the last say. Don't let the doubt have the last say. Because all those things do is take from you. Faith. Sure. Faith is what gives you seeds um, for fruit. I believe that does nothing for me, for you, excuse me, but take from me. That's very true. Very, very, very true. I keep saying that because it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say. It's just, that is true. Um, yeah, y'all. First of all, we're recording this earlier than normal. <laughs> so I'm about to fall out this chair and fall asleep. Um, <laughs> my, my eyes are, my yeah. eyes are heavy. But. Um, here's what I'll say uh, to, to leaders and to people who are um, stewarding things. You can only go as far as grace will take you. When you feel that you're out of grace you pray and you ask God to give you more but if he doesn't that's a sure stop sign just say okay well I know I had this goal in mind but this is how far 
I actually made it. And I'm not giving an excuse to stop just because it's hard. Because um, I know personally I persevered through a lot of things when it was hard. So this isn't one of those, like, it's hard, so stop now. But there's a difference between persevering when something is hard and actually um, seriously getting to a point where you, you just can't go any anymore. Um, that's why I love the story of when Jesus healed the lame man, mm. where they got to the point where they lowered him through the roof. Do you know how desperate you have to be? The man couldn't walk. Um and God, we serve a God who will meet you where you where you stop, where you can't go on anymore. And like I said, this is after you've done everything that you can. So, you know, don't listen to this and think like, oh, I can just quit because it's hard. No. But if you're leading something and you know within your heart that you have been obedient and you know within your heart that that um, you have gone as far as you can go, you've exhausted all options, you've exhausted our strength, uh, ask God to meet you where you stop. Mm. Tell God that, like, okay, Lord, I've, I've, I've done everything you ask. I've gone as far as I can go. And, you know, I, I believe that he will meet us where we have to stop. And it doesn't mean that you are a bad leader. It doesn't mean that you are failing people. It just means that you've done all that you can do and the next the, the next move is literally going to come from god so um just take that and be encouraged today and understand that you know you are not your ministry you are not a failure um you have been obedient but the next part is up to god because here's the thing about ministry we can only steward the thing. We can't build it. Right. We can't sustain it. We can't support it. We can only steward it. Mm-hmm. And when you have done that and been faithful in that and, and you know, served through heartbreak and served through sickness and served while your personal life has suffered, um, but you knew you still had more to give, more to say, and you kept going. God sees that and he honors that. But there's a point where, you know, you do have to stop and you do have to put it back at God's feet and say, okay, well, this is yours anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I believe that God will meet you in that place where you have to stop. Absolutely. And even when you stop, um, have faith Mm -hmm. that the word is true and that we are going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Um, Even if it's something stops, what we would say prematurely, Mm -hmm. um, we have to still have faith that what God is doing is taking us glory to glory so mm-hmm. even if this thing stops wherever you are if that thing stops what's coming after is is better that's right um it's better and what what we have to do be careful about is um 
is not mourning um, the past so long that we that we don't see the beauty in where God is taking us next. That's right. That's I mean, very true. That's very true. I mean, if we're not optimistic about the future, then it'll, of course, it'll suck mm-hmm. because we we're expecting it to. Because we're saying there's no way that the future can be better, better. than what you've already done. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, you got to go back to the good times that you're thinking on. There was a time that you thought before that, that it couldn't get better than that. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up in something and you were like, man, this is the best thing that I've ever done. And you started something new. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, this is the best thing I've ever done. And then you started something new. And it's a cycle because you're going from glory to glory to glory. But the difference is you're constantly expecting the best from God. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I'm believing for your best, Yep. no matter what it looks like. I'm believing for your best for me. I'm not going to settle. Like, one of what I've started trying to pray over my own life is, Lord, give me the desire to want what you want for me. Yeah. I don't want to be in opposition of what you're trying to do in my life. God, if you want me to forget about these things, which I know he doesn't because he uses all things, but if you wanted me to forget all those things, then give me the heart, give mm-hmm. me the mind to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I truly believe that what you have for me is the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm your child, then I know you're not going to leave me out here, but I want to be in alignment with you and all the things. I don't want to be in opposition. So even if the thing that you call me to do is in opposition with what you have next. I want to be in alignment with what you have next. I don't want to be in opposition by trying, by trying to still hold on to, you know, what you call me to. So like, I think about Abraham, we all know the story of Abraham and Isaac. When Abraham was uh, tasked by God to um, sacrifice his son. Yeah. So Abraham could have been like, wow, this is awesome. God showed me the stars. He finally came through on his promise. Gets his son Isaac and said, finally, I can rest now. Um, goes for a while. It's fun. He probably had so many memories with his son. He's like, this is amazing. And then one day God's like, hey, uh, Abraham, yeah, go ahead and sacrifice him for me. <laughs> Younger. <laughs> like, you, you could only imagine. And, and, you thought. Right. And, and the thing is, I mean, Abraham was a man too. So I try to think about how I would react in that season. I would wrestle with that. Yes. I'd be like, no, there's no way you want me to let this go. You, For one, you promised you gave me this son. Yeah, I didn't ask for this. Yes, it was a miracle son. You gave me this son. Ain't no way. That's the devil. China. Nah. Ain't no way. But there's a part of you that, that knows that that God is doing something and you don't even know what he's doing. You really don't know. And God is just quiet. Like, cause the thing is God gave Abraham instruction and didn't say anything else until he got to the point where he was about to lift that thing up. Mm-hmm. So think about the walk. Think about the walk up to the mountain. His son is all happy and you know, he's probably happy with his son, but also still like, man, I don't want to let him, I don't want to let him go. I mean, if you have if you have kids, you know this. Yeah. I'm thinking about my my future son. Mm. How I wouldn't want to let him go, but you're making this walk, and you know what God's asking you to do, and you're taking this thing up to this altar, and 
you're about Man. to sacrifice something so special to you, and God still hasn't said anything else. It's not like you start taking this journey, and a couple steps in, God's like, no, nah, I just wanted to see if you're going to do it. Because God saw his heart from the jump. His heart was, as soon as he woke up in the morning and committed, God could say, go back to sleep. I know your heart now. But he didn't say anything until he built the altar, That's right. tied his son up, and raised the, like, it was about to, his son was about to be dead. And then God spoke. And a suddenly, and he, he performed a, a miracle on the miraculous son, like on the miracle baby, which is Isaac. Yeah. He's like, how could you take my miracle baby and have me sacrifice him? But then you perform the miracle with the lamb, with the ram in the bush. And God waits until you get to this point a lot of times. Because we don't like, miracles don't happen unless. You need one. Yeah. I mean, just like the persecution of the church um, breeds revival. People think, oh, we're going to have a, a beautiful revival um, just because. Just because, but the revival, the revival always happened because of persecution, and and so we're like revival, revival, revival. But <laughs> I don't know why I laugh at stuff that's really not funny. I know I'm like, dude, this this dude laughing. But um, but that yeah, like, I mean, there was something. That, there had to be something in Abraham that said, even if I do kill him, you'll bring him back. Because you gave them to me. Yeah. Um, there had to be something in him that that knew that. This crazy confidence in God. And um, in this season, if it feels like you're having to let stuff go, you just have to have confidence that even if I do, you'll bring it back and it'll be better. And you'll know my heart. And you'll know that there's nothing that you can ask of me that I won't do. And I'm telling you, God, like, what did he say to Abraham? Now I know there's going to be generations that come from your seed. Generations. And and that's how we are. Years, thousands, thousands of years later, we're still talking about the story of his faithfulness. That's right. That's very, very true. You know, um, I started the year saying this. uh, And... Actually, I'll get into that at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love that story of of Abraham and Isaac. I mean, now that we know the ending, right? You know, I'm pretty sure he did not love being a part of the story. Nah, he's funny. But uh, yeah, as a <laughs> as a story writer, <laughs> I know that it's not fun living it. Uh, it's only fun after. After you know the ending. So, we would not be the huddle if we did not leave them with what? Strategy. Strategy. So, you're probably listening to this and you're going, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to act if I know I'm at the end of myself and I've gone as far as I can go and I'm letting go of things? Number one is always pray. Mm. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to say number two and three is pray. Because when you are going through something like this, you don't just pray one time. Um, When you look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, 
he prayed the same prayer twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, two or three times, actually. I think it was twice. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's just what these seasons make you do. Um, it's not that... And you don't pray it because you, you know, God didn't hear you, but you pray it because he's the only one that truly understands. Um, you might be in a situation where things around you seem to be sleeping uh, and and you are having to keep going back to God. Now I would say for the strategy, number one, two, and three is to just keep praying. Uh, number four, you have. I mean, after you pray, keep believing mm. like we said earlier um, if you're going to pray then don't worry if you're going to worry don't pray but do, do both mm. if you're going to pray then keep believing and I don't mean <clears throat> believing for a specific outcome but just believing that God will speak just believing that he'll answer um, but just keep believing no matter what you do don't don't lose faith, no matter how ugly things get. Don't lose faith. Continue to hold on to even just that mustard seed. Because he said that mustard seed can move mountains. Yeah. If I had to add to that, I would just say 4A, because it's really the same thing, but I would say keep expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep expecting. Yeah. Yep. Um, before we go, I want to say something. I started the year, uh, if you were anywhere around, you know that I started the year saying that he's the God of miracles and and saying that, you know, if, if you're a part of the cast, when we were back when we were going to actually do a production, um, I told them that we would experience that first before we could go out. I want to say that I did not say... He's the God of miracles um, based on just what he's done in my life. I said it because I know that to be who he is. Um, Just being in a situation where I definitely need a miracle. um, Would it be nice to, to say that, you know, he's the God of miracles and like... This is what happened. And I'm not saying that I haven't experienced miracles because that would not be true. But what I am saying is that um, I am at the place in my relationship with Christ that I can say that with such confidence even before getting something from God. Um, even if I don't, I know that he is truly the God of miracles. Um, sometimes we wait until we see something to say that that's what God is. Sometimes we wait until a good thing happens to say that God is good. Um, But you got to check God's record. All of the things that we say God is from experience, he was before we experienced that thing. You know, everybody who was healed in the Bible came to God because they knew he was a healer. They weren't testing to see if he still could heal they were believing that god would do something for them but they weren't testing to see if he could still do it because it was a known fact that he was a healer um so in your praying and in your in this time if you don't learn anything from 
like me, if you don't learn anything from this ministry, always know in your heart that no matter what it looks like, no matter how low you are, that God is a God of miracles. He's not a God looking for a miracle. He's not a God searching for a miracle. He's not a God in need of a miracle. He is the God of miracles, which means that there are no earthly resources that God has to go through. God doesn't need permission to work in your life because all miracles come from God. All blessings come from God. This is the same God that hung the stars in the sky. This is the same God that tells the waves in the ocean where to stop. This is the same God that it could be sunlight here and dark on another side of the earth. It can snow in one part of the continent and be warm in another side. This is the same God who can heal leprosy. This is the same God who can lay his life down and take it up and be the only man that doesn't have to go back to the grave. He is the God of miracles. Always remember that. Um, I want to end with prayer. And uh, before I end with prayer, I do want to just say thank you to um, everybody who has listened to the podcast thus far. Yes, thank you. The fact that we have made it this far is a miracle. Absolutely. Um, I think we started the podcast in what, April? Yeah. April. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it has truly just been one of those unexpected blessings in my life. I did not realize how um, how much healing would take place from from doing this project. Um, and I just want to thank all of those who have listened, all of those who have connected with this. Um, I've heard that we have been a part of people's uh, ride and commute to work. Mm. Um, I've heard that we've been a part of people's shift at work. Um, I know, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, I've heard that we have been... Um, just really able to help and speak to people in their lives. Um, when we first started, we had no idea that it would even be what it is because we weren't setting out to be a big thing. We weren't setting out to, I don't even think we really ever promoted the huddle. Um, then the newspaper reached out to us, uh, Northwest Daily News in Savannah. So thank you to them and thank you to people who have just um, really supported and rallied around this ministry in whatever facet it was, whether it was the illustrated sermons, whether it was Valentine's Day, or whether it was the podcast, or whether you were participating in illustrated sermons, or or, or even back when we did videos online, watching that, or reading articles, or sewing, whatever you did, um, I truly, truly say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this is not a goodbye. This is not a uh, so long or farewell. Um, but this podcast, this season, season two, is coming to an end. And um, it has been great. Lord knows we have been some of everywhere <laughs> with this here podcast. Uh, I want to thank Austin. Man, I wasn't even going to do this. I, I, you know, it was a prayer of mine and it was definitely something that was somewhere on the calendar. It was just one of those things that, you know, eventually we would get to, but I was so busy and preoccupied with with running production and just doing all of the other things that come with running a a ministry. 
And um, I just, you know, it wasn't really a thought. And then Austin actually reached out. Uh, what people don't know, he actually reached out and was just like, hey, uh, I think we were meeting up. He said, yo, bring the podcast up too. Like, I think this is the time to go. And that's why the first episode was accountability, because sometimes you can't see what what to do. And, and God will put people around you who will help you and um, and and who will help carry the, the load, honestly. And so uh, he has truly been a blessing to me, not just in this ministry, but just even behind the things that y'all don't even know. We've been through a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> and uh, man, I just, I, I thank you so much for, for, you know, you did not have to be a part of this. Um, you know, it's one thing to cheer somebody on in a fight, but it's another thing to find gloves of your own and, and step in the rink. And so I really do appreciate everything. Um, uh, and, you know, I pray that God will, will bless you beyond your wildest imagination for your time. Uh, there's going to come a day, and I'm saying this publicly, and I'm saying this on this recording so that when it does happen, we'll be able to play this back, bro. There's going to be a day that uh, we can do this full time. Absolutely. There's going to be a day that, you know, we won't have to do what we had to do mm. <laughs> to make this show possible um and and we'll we'll tell y'all that story one day just not today mm. yeah uh, well, it's been a pleasure bro yeah um, i have definitely enjoyed myself um it is it's been a blessing to me more than anything um it's funny you say that because i i mean i really feel like i didn't help but the podcast helped me mm. um this was definitely what God knew I needed in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I would have done without the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and just what God has done through the podcast. I don't, yeah. you know, podcast isn't my God, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, but what the just the awesome things that God has done through this platform have um, just encouraged me beyond measure. Have have just giving me the courage to keep going in ministry and keep you know loving people through the hard times yeah. and and really giving when I need yeah um it's so funny because as we give encouragement as we give um you know advice and stuff like that we receive almost therapeutic uh encouragement and advice ourselves right you know so many times I go back and I listen to these things and I'm like man God, you said that to me. That's crazy. Yeah. But um. But man, yeah. I, I just uh, thank you for your leadership, man. I thank you for, um, for just stepping out and saying, "All right, let's do it," uh, because it, it made it, it made it easy. Um, I don't know. I haven't really been able to work with anybody so easily. Um, somebody on the same wavelength, you know, same. I guess vision for ministry and things like that. So, um, man, it has been a pleasure for season two. Um, and I just say season two because I know this isn't it's the not end. the end no um, it's not we will be back it might oh, be sooner sure. than we we could be back in like a couple of weeks and then I'll be like wait I thought y'all was gone from it we you did know. too <laughs> I know but um, no, yeah. this ain't the end so no we are just getting started um, 
it's funny because you know we did season one and then we stopped for a few weeks and then and and uh i mean literally a few weeks and jumped right back into season two but mm-hmm. uh, this right now at least from where we can see it uh we are going to be taking a serious uh i don't know what to call it break yeah, pause. Uh, pause um so if you're just getting into the podcast and you're like, wait a minute, I'm just getting used to this. <laughs> I encourage you to go back and listen to um, season one. If you haven't, uh, I encourage you to go back and, and, and just hear what God has done um, uh, previously to this. Um, if you are wanting to know what's going to happen with uh, the ministry so far, um, right now we're seeking God. Right now we are praying and we are doing exactly what we told you guys this whole episode. We're putting this at God's feet. So we ask that you continue to pray for us as we continue to pray for you. Um, Write us, let us know uh, how you feel. If you want to keep in contact with us, I know I don't believe he's on. We're not really on social media, but you can always email us at kocsthehuddle at gmail.com and we will respond to you expeditely. Um, but thank you for all those who've listened. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. And we are signing off um, for the last time like this. Next time we'll be back better. You don't know what next time is, but it is going to come. Um, I'm going to pray us out, and then that'll be it. All right. Lord, we just thank you for your provision. We thank you for everything that you have been to us, God, in this season. We thank you for all of those who listen, who have grown with us, who've laughed with us, who've cried with us, who maybe tried Pop-Tarts with us, <laughs> who went through the George Floyd situation with us, who, who have been quarantined with us. We thank you, God, for all that you have done in this where we we certainly didn't see this coming um and and when you have blessed us with this we we hope that we've honored you in a way that you have continued to get the glory um we thank you for the growth that has taken place we thank you for the weeks of provision in times where we didn't know where we would record uh, in times where we had one microphone in times where we were in hot rooms and and just things that were very uncomfortable. We thank you for the grace to get through those rough periods. And Lord, right now at the end of this season, we still walk away with joy and with thankfulness and a heart of just gratitude. And we say thank you for what was and we wait with expectancy for what will be. We ask until that time comes that you will keep us covered that you will keep us encouraged, that you will keep us uplifted, that you will cover our listeners, God. Let these messages not fall on deaf ears, Lord Jesus, but we ask that you let them fall on ears that are open and listening, hearts that are open and receptive to things that you want to say to them. Lord God, we thank you for hearing us out when we pray. We thank you for giving us strategy when we feel stuck. And we thank you, God, for always being that Father. Uh, we lay this down at your feet. And we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless all of you. We love you. We'll see you when we see you. Peace.